0: Hi, welcome to The Witching Hour. My name is Patti Negri, psychic, medium, and good witch, and your guide for this hour journey into the other worlds. You might know me from my regular appearances on Ghost Adventures or from my book, Old World Magic for the Modern World, but this is my baby. This is The Witching Hour. What is The Witching Hour, you may say? Well, actually, it's late at night when the veil between the worlds is the thinnest and magic really happens. But this witching hour is whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. I'm going to bring you my lifetime of spiritual experiences, magic, and the occult, and what I've done for all these decades. But what I'm really going to give you is the best guests, the amazing guests, the best in their field, in metaphysics, occult, spirituality, magic, and all things supernatural. So sit back, relax, and let's journey into the other worlds together where magic always happens. (laughs) My guest today is uh, a dear friend and it's so good to see him eye to eye right now even on Skype because he moved away. Um, Let me tell you a little bit about my dear friend Michael Carell. Michael Carell also known as Uncle Birch is a lifelong witch, a palero, and root worker it's always been about witchcraft for him. Growing up in the back room of one of the older witch stores in the country, the Eye of the Cat in Long Beach, California, his destiny was pretty much mapped out. An obsession for magic that became a career, becoming a teacher in the craft at the tender age of 13. He's been teaching and leading witches for over 40 years. Now teaching on YouTube and Gumroad, he's teaching right now somewhere. Michael is the owner of the Sacred Grove near New Orleans with his wife Marta, and together they host Wittersons, a volatile podcast of magic. So welcome, welcome, Michael. How are you?
1: Welcome. We were just talking about it today. You were our first ever in house guest on Wittersons. We've only had like five.
0: Wow. Like this through Skype. <laughs> I am honored, and I am lucky, and I just our history is so goofy. We met doing a walking tour of our Hollywood Hills neighborhood. Yeah. And I just, I random. kind of saw that. Yeah, random, random. I saw the energy off you and Marta. I saw the jewelry. I'm like, ooh, these are my people. And we just hit it off and we did it. Well, it was
1: one of those nice pentagrams.
0: Yeah. Oh, Oh, wow. Hello. Who are you? You're new in the neighborhood. Welcome. Um, Yeah. And, and, and then we just hit it off. But what's really interesting also, and I don't think we ever met, but I bet you we crossed paths. I, the Cat was my store too. I grew How up, did we never talk? I about don't this? know. I don't know because I never studied there. I I got some spells there and I got tons mm-hmm. of supplies, but I grew up in Lakewood, which is right by Long Beach. So that Absolutely. was the only. I story.
1: went to college in Lakewood.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah, that's what. Yeah, I was me a, too.
1: It was like the high school. It was like night classes. So, if, you're, if you went to Lakewood High, I was in your high school. You?
0: Ah, <laughs> no, I went to the little school down. I went to Mayfair High down the school. Lakewood oh, High was a bigger school. A I went to Mayfair High School. Well, hold and-
1: on. We lived in the same neighborhood because I remember I had the I had a. a, a Windbreaker, it said Mayfair monsoons. Yeah. I moved to Bellflower and people, the, the the bullies there, I remember it to this day. They're, oh, Mayfair mental hospital. There's a kid from Mayfair mental hospital, but uh, that must have been your team.
0: That's <laughs> started, my team. We I, were the mental hospital. I yeah, think, we weren't real good in anything.
1: <laughs> so I, w- I went to some elementary school there then. I, I, there was a time that I moved around to a few different places. Uh, so,
0: so did was, you go to either Esther Lindstrom or Stephen Foster?
1: Esther Lindstrom sounds familiar.
0: And you, it was right by I mean, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Okay, so Mayfair, we've known each funny? other for lifetimes. That's hysterical. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so if, if you went to the Eye of the Cat during that time, you met the woman that I call my witch mother. Yes. Judith. Yes, Judith. Yes, yes. Intense woman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so how did you, speaking of, like, you are this witch, every cell of your body, an amazing teacher, well-respected in the community. Um, how did you end up at the Eye of the Cat and with Judith? And-
1: uh, I, I, I tell this story often because I just do this random Q&A thing called Ask Uncle Birch all over the internet, and people ask me how I started. Um, I had this weird thing that happened to me when I was nine years old. I, I don't remember what I had, but I had a really severe fever, and my parents were rather old-school Italians. And they, um, the, the way to, to deal with that, apparently, was to put the kid in a really, really hot bath and drive the fever over the breaking point and break the fever. So I'm sitting in this hot bath trying to break the fever, and right before I passed out, I closed my eyes, and I was nose-to-nose with this other me, and he was really intense and staring me in the eyes trying to communicate something really important. Never spoke, never said a thing. I passed out. I woke up. I had some weird revelation at 9 years old that I tried to explain to my catholic parents and it, it started out uh, what I was trying to say to them was um, I am god <laughs> you are god we are pieces of the god's manifest here to have an experience of flesh of course at 9 years old I couldn't get these words out and since I had catholic parents all I really got to say was I am god and then I got bitch slapped <laughs> and I learned what which is you know uh, what, what our ancestors learned about the catholics you know just just shut up they're not gonna get it don't try and tell them when they when they get it they'll get it uh, just hide hide and um, so I just kind of sat with this thing from nine years old and it evolved into an entire uh, spiritual practice uh, even uh, its its own religion its own magical practice and when I was 13 through a weird series of events I was drawn a couple towns over this was before I lived in Long Beach and um, to this witch store i had found a, a label on a on a jar that had that address and i had to you know take buses and walk and it took forever to get there and then um i i end up at, at the store and i spend um most of my junior high school um there ditching class reading books um got kicked out of several classes then same thing uh started high school was ditching school so much they kept kicking me out of one school, send me to another school. My last, uh, the last school they would have sent me to would have been uh, the future school of Snoop Doggy Dog, <laughs> so in, in, in the hood, uh, Polly, I believe it was. And uh, by that time, I was old enough to take the GED. And I took the GED and I studied witchcraft um, full time. And I don't recommend that to the kids stay in school, but for somehow, it was the perfect path for me. And this woman. Uh, Judy she was not only teaching me witchcraft she was teaching me brewing techniques she was teaching me how to run a shop and lo and behold you know 20 years later so I'm running a shop and everything came into play that she had taught me so uh, apparently at 13 years old I accidentally figured out what I was going to do my entire life I mean I did other things I was even a cop for uh, three years (laughs) but I was always a witch too but I was, it seemed I was meant to you know, be a witch full time and run a witch store and teach because she, she taught me how to teach at a very early age.
0: So. Yeah, I, your body said you, you started since- teaching at 13 too. That's pretty amazing.
1: That's- well, that was not okay. Um, <laughs> I got in trouble. I started teaching, um, I think two weeks into my intro course, I started teaching my little punk rock friends and they got word of it over there. And um, they convened a council they had a council at the time and, uh, in my tradition, and they said, you know, you have, you have broken the rules. You cannot be a teacher. And I said, well, can and may are different principles. Why I, can't. You know, you, I may not be a teacher, according to the rules. Whether or not I can be a teacher or not would depend on what I've imparted to my students, so you would have to pull my students. And so they did that. They brought in five of my students. They took them in one by one. Uh, when the smoke cleared, they came out. They uh, rushed me into, the, they, they scheduled my first degree initiation. They scheduled my second degree initiation. They had me taking intro and second level teaching, which was their, their path, at the same time and um, allowed me to uh, student teach. They put a teacher with me to student teach alongside them. Um, but so it was, it was against the rules, but I, I got away with it. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. So you just—that was your path. Yeah, we just—you were led to that apparently, path.
1: Apparently, I didn't really accept that till maybe I don't know, 20 years ago.
0: You—you <laughs> <laughs> you were an early bloomer. I, that's, so. Yeah, I, I, I think certain people, we every everyone can choose, oh, this is my path, this is my craft, but some of us are just kind of thrown into it. You know, you're finding yeah. an address, whatever, and that this person, it, recognize this 13-year-old kid for who you were inside, you know, speaks well of her and certainly well of you. Um, mm-hmm. So speaking of this whole witchy thing and what it is, what do you think of this whole new... I don't even know what to call it—fashion witchy. I mean, witchcraft is so in now. <laughs> the little girls and this and that, and how you look, and you get the right eye makeup and all that. Do you think that helps or hurts?
1: I have a very different opinion than a lot of people because there have a long, you know, a long time in witchcraft and we've been watching our history as it happened. Um, people will talk down the the Hollywood witchcraft period, where it first started with the craft, mm-hmm. then came um, practical magic. Then came Charmed Uh, then all kinds of shows leading us all the way to Sabrina, the Teenage Witch and all of it. Um, And while, you know, inaccurate, accurate, whatever, it always spurs a new generation to pursue the path of witchcraft. For many of them, it's a fad and they're in and out in a year or so. But then there's the diehards and they stick. And it's, you know, for, for you know, if, if we're like, if this is our industry, if this we're going to, you know, what we've been compelled to do for our living in this world, um, that doesn't hurt us. So yeah. I am a very different, and then I lived in Hollywood, and, you know, got you know, I meet the Hollywood witch and stuff. <laughs> like that. Uh, how, how could that be wrong? And um, then it keeps going. Now we got, you know, American Horror Story Coven, where, you know, back in my day, they had to try really hard to be accurate or the witch community would descend upon them with great fury, but American Horror Story, Kevin got away with it and I, I still <laughs> love it. I've binge watched it, you know, five or six times with Marta here, um, but you know, not accurate witch stuff. We're like the craft. Craft was accurate, accurate witch stuff. Uh, was it was that uh, Farooza Bach was actually yeah. a practitioner. I don't know if she owned panpipes at the time, but she ends up owning panpipes. in yeah. the yeah. oldest shop in the country. Um, so they, they had to have a, you know, it had to be accurate for, for a time period. Now they, they, I don't know, they just do it whatever they want, but it doesn't really hurt us.
0: I um, agree. And, yeah. And
1: especially having positive imagery of witches out there. We suffer from, you know, the other side being in control of this imagery for ever so long. And that's how we get, you know, we're green and we're hags, we have big warts on our nose. <laughs> that's that's the, the the people that won the war got to control the narrative.
0: Yeah. No, I agree agree with you 100%. I think it's great. Even if some of it is a fad and we want to wear black and do the purple, whatever, but some of them, it does stick. And even if it just sticks a little bit, if it's not their path that we take responsibility, we're not just sheep doing what people tell us to do, even if they do that in their dress. I think all of it, even represented right or wrong, the fact that. It's young girls are thinking, young boys are thinking at, at, and, and taking yeah. into it wherever it goes. So I, I agree with you. What do you think of you? Could you call yourself a witch? And what yes. do you think about people like Christian Day, who's grabbing the word warlock and bringing the word warlock back as a positive, as which in my day it was always a negative? Boy witches mm-hmm. were boy witches.
1: Well, uh, I am one of the few heterosexual male witches reclaiming the word warlock as well. Okay. I've been, Ooh, using, uh, I've been using witch my whole life. I, you know, I don't find myself using warlock enough, but I have reclaimed the word. It didn't mean what we were taught it meant. We grew up with a lot of fake lore. We believed that 9 million witches died during the burning time. Now, that did bring us solidarity at the time, but the numbers weren't actually accurate. You know, those things yeah. happen, but the numbers were skewed, so it becomes um, fake lore. So, uh, originally we, we were all taught that Warlock was an oath-breaker that betrayed yeah. the coven. Yeah, uh, Christian Day offered a $10,000 reward to anybody that can prove that that's what Warlock meant. Uh, and it's it sat there for at least a decade. Nobody's nobody's collected the money um, yet. Um, so there's a, they they have their reasons. I have my reasons, and my reasons. I grew up uh, as a witch in the '80s. Uh, side by side with the goddess spirituality movement. Um, I'm primarily still a goddess worshiper. I've done everything in my witch life to prop up women and lift them from the scorn that the the patriarchal religions uh, brought upon them. And we were taught that as kids in the witchcraft world. It's like, look, you know, the feminists, they're reclaiming their power. They're going to say some bad stuff about you all. Um, We just got to let that go. And we did let that go. You know, I let Z Budapest call me a lower life form that should be eradicated from the earth, you know, a hundred times on and on and on it goes. And then, you know, we get up to like the 2000s. It's like, you know, I can count on one hand the amount of my sisters that ever came to our defense in that, that ever said a nice thing about us. It's like and so. I'm reclaiming my masculinity. I, you know, I just taught at WitchCon. I taught magical warfare. I don't care if it's popular. I don't care what they think. If that that's one of the things that's associated with my gender, um, there's a reason for that to exist. You know, until we can have no wars in the world, somebody should know what to do with those. <laughs> Yeah. I, I don't know if I answered your question. I went on. No, that. you
0: completely did. No, I <laughs> okay. love it. And I, I didn't know you use a term, and I, I love it too. And Ooh. and I get it. And again, I have to get over those old, because I grew up in that 80s wicked thing world too, where that mm. was a bad thing. But yeah, but Christian's doing it. And I know Father Sebastian, the vampire witch, is doing it, mm-hmm. claiming it, claiming it. And he says one of the same things one of the few heterosexual male witches. More like. Yeah. Well, we've talked a lot. We've actually had a whole lot of discussions
1: about Warlock lately being Father Sebastian. It's a funny thing because I met him with you at yes. the, the community gathering in our neighborhood when my dog won uh, Best in Show. Yeah. Uh, I, I tried to, I, I I really liked the guy, and I kind of tried to connect with him, and it just never really happened while we were in Hollywood. Now I'm, you know, half the country away, and we really hit it off. I'm talking to Father Sebastian a lot lately. But I know he comes to New Orleans. I know you come to New Orleans. Yeah, we do. See you. I got my first vaccine. Marta's on a list.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm working really hard to conjure up the vaccine. <laughs> I know. I need to conjure up, too. I haven't gotten to a, 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 a group yet here in, in California, but I keep thinking, oh, the next group I'll be in. But now they're doing, I think, Teachers and Frontline, and they did over 65. I'll get there. But my husband yeah. got it, so that's good.
1: Yeah. Apparently here, being 55 and a smoker, Put me on the list so it's oh, the best okay. thing sm- I, I still would like to quit but it's the best thing smoking ever did yeah, for me yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah well if you want to quit you can quit if i could quit anybody mm. could quit i quit decades ago i've,
1: I've quit a few times yeah I, I quit before i became a cop just so i could get through the academy and, ah. uh, you know once i was on the uh, on the force long enough to get shot at i bummed a cigarette from the officer that showed up to take the report. I think I've been smoking
0: since. <laughs> ah, oh, that's funny. So anyway, well, I think that is awesome. So tell us about, tell everybody about Uncle Birch. A lot of my people, again, they like my show because it's, it, again, educational and they have really good people mm-hmm. and a lot of them study and they study with my classes. So tell people what about what you do.
1: Yeah, well, a long time ago, I, I took the public craft name of Birch because uh, nobody else had it. It's the, um, uh, The first letter in the druidic uh, tree, uh, druidic tree alphabet, uh, which is the door to the other worlds. And and at that time, I was working at the first witch store in uh, Santa Cruz, and I, I recognized with my upbringing, you know, how important a witch store is. And there was going to be these new kids coming in and I was going to be the doorway to their world. And I I was not organizing anything. I was not teaching classes there at the time. Um, But it was my job to know all of the players in town, all the different covens, all the different groups. Somebody comes to me and say, yeah, I think, you know, you should contact these people. And um, then eventually I moved off and opened my own shop and started teaching there. And somehow because of my age, the uncle thing stuck. Like, mm-hmm. I, I had another career uh, in activism in my, my stage name. Uh, in, I had a whole musical career of uh, protest songs that actually would probably sell better in this day and age than they did at the time. And um, the, uh, my name was Phil Free, and I was huh. the oldest activist around there, and they started calling me Uncle Phil. So this kind of uncle thing just stuck. So now I'm, you know, if you Google Uncle Birch, you won't find anybody else i just checked it every so often i check it and make sure and you find everything that i'm doing out there my paid stuff my free stuff i've been teaching on uh, youtube for over 10 years um and that was kind of a trip because i had a, a a student of mine a 14 year old kid it took about uh, three weeks of a five-week class which you know kids that age are prone to do mm-hmm. and somebody told me he's out on a, a youtube teaching witchcraft that way okay and when I found him, and he was teaching everything that I taught him in those three classes that he took, and he had like turned it into his own language, <laughs> changed it, and just made it his own. And I was so proud of it. I was like, that's what I would do when I was his age. That's what I did when I was his age. Uh, so I sent him a message, and, um, uh, he, and I told him how good it was. He goes, you should do that. I go, what? He goes, teach witchcraft on YouTube. I go, you can't do that. That's not traditional. That's against the rules. And um, I trained myself a long time ago that that was the voice of my shadow, and I should do the opposite of whatever that limiting motherfucker says. Sorry, can I cuss? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I, I made my next. I made my first video like ten minutes later, and then it, that ended up. I was teaching there. That spawned a correspondence course. That spawned, the, you know, that led to the courses that I teach now at uh, Gumroad. It was a gumroad.com slash witch school, which is W I T C H S K E W L. Because the people that own witch school, the proper spelling, they're named Corell. Oh. But they're not (laughs) me. The Corellians own witch school. They all happen to have the same last name as us, but we're not related.
0: (laughs) That's funny. That's my, well, small world round and round. So that's great. So everybody check out um, Uncle Birch on YouTube and Gumdrop or whatever that
1: is. Um, Gumroad. (laughs) (laughs) That's, that's, you know, if you want to pay, you got the money, you want more serious training. That's where I get paid. But I, I do my community service work. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube as well.
0: Yeah, that's I do I do too. I have a I don't yeah. I haven't had time to do a lot on YouTube, but I do. And I have some education stuff. And then I have my cheap classes I teach through House of Intuition. Then I have the more. So yeah, it's how we do how we give back. How we what I
1: back. always say to people, I don't know how, how Patty gets, you know, all the stuff that she gets done spending all of her time on a red carpet.
0: <laughs> 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 Which we haven't had a red carpet in a year. Oh, I
1: guess, yeah, you're probably getting it's, all kind of stuff
0: done. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Hence the vodka. I know, I know, I miss living on, you, you have a whole, like, you hang out with friends, you meet them there, people you never knew before, it's like, oh, it's, it's silly, but that is <laughs> a fun part of Hollywood, I must say, it yes. is fun, it's silly, yeah. it's fun. you can't take it too seriously because it is a red carpet and people going, mm-hmm. home. Um, but it's. Well, I remember
1: when we were in Hollywood, Marta was a, a dog sitter for a long time, it's like, almost all of our clients, you know, everybody was in the industry mm-hmm. one way or another, and yeah. one of our one of our clients was a, a, a an extra, but she was always working.
0: yep. yeah. We were it's, always it's watching her awesome dogs. Here, it's the industry here. You know, somewhere yeah. you're you've got beef and you're somewhere you got computers, and here we got entertainment. You know, actually
1: I have noticed more production vehicles here than in Hollywood. <laughs> and in Hollywood, they're around every corner. There's a shoot yeah. everywhere you go. There was I remember one time a uh, Marta ordered Grubhub. And yeah. I walked out of our condo in our old neighborhood and there's all these spotlights and cops and SWAT teams. And I t- went, Oh shit, what did I do? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> then I hear somebody yelling, cut, cut, get him out of my, <laughs> <It was laughs> our Hub driver had driven right into the chute and uh, a couple stagehands ran over, grabbed the food from him, ran it over to me. Everything was okay.
0: Oh, that's hysterical. I, yeah. I'm sure
1: they had put a notification in the lobby about that shoot, but I missed it.
0: <laughs> you missed it. Well, yeah, right where you live. You're kind of a beautiful view of all of Hollywood and downtown. Yeah. That's right where they shot La La Land. I mean, yeah. it, it, every, there's a billion things that shot there. It's the, the
1: time. best part of that place was the view.
0: Yeah, was beautiful.
1: Here, there's a lot of great parts of this place.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, it looks great. What I'm looking at right now, your sky, your trees. Yeah. That's really well, What you good. can't
1: see is the hurricane debris. There's a tree that came down and a giant pile of sticks. And really, all that happened to us in the hurricane is one of our neighbor's trees crashed into our backyard. So ah. uh, Somebody offered me, or they asked like several thousand dollars to, to cut it up. And I said, you know, it's a hundred bucks for a chainsaw. I got nothing to do. It's COVID. I've been doing it myself. Been playing lumberjack.
0: <laughs> that's cool. My husband's doing same thing. Our we have a huge deck. Goes a whole length of our our house. That's and it. and yeah, you see. And and the the termites have been eating it for about twenty oh. years now. So it's pretty much falling down. My husband's been rebuilding it himself. Again, same thing. It's cheaper. He's not working. He's not playing music, which drives him crazy. Oh, so, that was a good. big thing that, for him. Oh then. my God! Yes. Yeah.
1: around here especially too you know the musicians they're just starting to get back to work but it's it's so huge here
0: yeah yeah carrie has one gig this month and it's going to be the second one in a year and it's tough if we couldn't do what we do if you had to sit home and twiddle your thumbs you see you get to keep doing what you do i get to keep doing some of it's adjusted and more online but we get to do what we do Ah, so that was
1: the only adjustment we really had to make because Marta works from home. I work from home. Um, all we need is an internet connection. Um, school. So Marta is not letting our kid go back to school so, till Marta says it's safe. Ah. and So we had to become homeschoolers. So in addition to witchcraft, I now teach uh, science and social studies, and she does math and uh, language arts, English. Wow.
0: <laughs> so yeah. we had to learn
1: how to homeschool too.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, I think about that having kids. I mean, not ha- I don't have kids, but I think COVID is weird enough for all of us. This worldwide pandemic, having kids home all the time at any age would just be like, hey, I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: A very so big adjustment. To, you know,
1: before before that, we had uh, we had our favorite bar in the French Quarter. We'd probably be there by ten or eleven. This mm-hmm. <laughs> is before COVID, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, our our best friend, Hudus and Moise, is always there. Our realtor's there. Our lawyer's there. I got so much free legal advice by just drinking with my lawyer. Um, <laughs> we'd be there every day, you know, probably till till um, time to pick the kid up. And wow. here they make really weak IPAs, so I'd never be like too drunk to drive or anything. And uh, we, we, we had a social life beyond outside of the kid. Uh, now you know we have people into our backyard we social distance people keep our masks on kids stays inside Um, we we, couple people here and there just it's been very very scant because Marta has been extremely 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 safe good hasn't left the house forever
0: (laughs) he has to so what do you think of this pandemic and uh, you know is there a big reason for it how is it affecting the world our work paganism itself what do you you think it's a big plan well um i've been thinking about
1: that a lot lately because you know um back in the late 80s before um we had an internet as we know it um and i always try to remind people like the internet was an uh, a military project it was never really meant for us to have it was for them to communicate after a nuclear war which i don't (laughs) really understand how that would work but um the people had developed their own uh prelude to the internet it's called the bbs systems and uh, the, uh private computers would call each other at midnight exchange information so you like get one computer send a thing to one computer then the next night at midnight that computer sent a thing to another computer so it's really slow so mm-hmm. there were there were posts there were uh email email moved slower than snail mail um but I became aware of this because one of my students who was a a computer geek and I totally didn't give a fuck. I was, (laughs) I was a pagan. I was into trees, plants, rocks, and and bugs and stuff. I don't want to hear about your technological junk. And, um, He just refused to not be heard. And one day he walked in for class and he brought me this thing called a dumb terminal and a modem. It wasn't quite a computer. It just connected through the modem to these different pages. And my student, uh, who I wouldn't listen to and I've kicked myself ever since, he he and others had created this thing called the Pagan Information Network. There were pagans communicating all over the country in it with a with a, a server into england a server into ireland and they were meeting and discussing things it took a long time for the data to transfer but they'd done they're were, they were doing this incredible uh communication going on and then uh uh, it blew me away, and I, I took back everything I'd ever said, and, uh, <laughs> I, and I, I apologized profusely for not listening to this incredible tool that one of my students had come up with. And then uh, Gulf War One happened, I think it was Desert Storm.
0: Okay. There's so many
1: of them, I forget. I know, I, and, uh, I can't... I. Yeah, I forget. But so the first time we ever went to Iraq to, to mess with them um, and all, all of the pagans out there, they're all opposed to war. And somebody says, well, you know, we should do something. Our ancestors back in England got all together, even before, without, a, you know, without computers or any of this stuff. And they organized to cast a mass spell to stop Hitler, to stop Hitler from invading um, Britain. And if we really follow the history, what happens after they do that spell? Mother Nature decides to bring the Russian winter a couple months early. And that's what crushes the Nazis ultimately. And then the Russians, the Russians, you know, then then descended upon them. But the Russian winter stopped the Nazis and these witches who worshiped nature had done this thing. And so Everybody's saying, well, let, let's do this thing. Let's do this thing. And it's like everybody else. I figured out, you know, this is the perfect time on the perfect day to do a spell to stop a war. My coven's going to do it. Anybody else going to do it? was going, go, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it all over, all over the world. Or, you know, at least, England, uh, you know, uh, Europe and, and America are going to do this thing. And then came the argument about the statement of intent. And that's pretty pretty much what killed the whole project. It went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And nobody could agree on anything. And finally, when the statement of intent came out, it was stop the war in Iraq quickly. So would be, leaving a whole bunch of gray areas. A statement of intent is like an art form. You gotta cover all your bases and bind down the action not wanted. And these people didn't come together on that. And ultimately, if we look at what happened, um, the war itself ended in, like, a week. But the bombings, the, the sanctions, the starving children, uh, the no-fly zones, that continued until the news just wasn't covering it anymore, all the way up to the next Gulf War. Right. So it was a, a, a weak statement of intent. But the idea that people could come together like that through such a medium just kind of blew me away. And now we just came from Witchcon, and it was... So even beforehand, it was the largest thing anybody ever tried with epic, huge names, 100 presenters all over the world doing this thing and the Zoom meet and greet. And everybody got paid. Uh, there was probably at least a hundred jobs just for the technical staff to make this thing happen. Um, and it was incredible. I was watching the people in the chat room. People are blown away. They're moved by this digital ritual, this drumming thing. And it's, it's it's all digital, but everybody was really connected. People were making like lifelong friends over here in the in the bar. I made many friends from that. I made, and, and just uh, maybe it was because we had to lock down for a year to make people really realize how beautiful that was. But the connections I saw people making all around the world was what was incredible. And then, you know, all the, the teachers and the, the presenters from all around the world, it was incredible. And you got people there that can't travel, you know, like Lori Cabot. You can't get her to come anything. You got to go to Salem. Um, Lori Cabot was there. I, I was on the same bill with Lori Cabot. I'm still blown away. I've known her name my whole witch life. Yeah. Um, but it was it was really beautiful. And even like in the uh, the Zoom virtual greet meet, it was like it was like being in a bar with witches all around the world. We were all drinking late into the night. I think the thing went on to like three in the morning. I um, made a lot of connections. So um, maybe we had to have COVID to to show us how important our ability to connect in other ways is.
0: I like that. I I mean, I do Long think-
1: Long story to answer. No, yeah. I love
0: that. And I, I agree because my life has very much changed that way too. I was thinking it was yeah. this big wake up call that we needed because everybody's asleep at the wheel, phoned in, just wake yeah. the hell up, you know, and go sit in your room until you figure it out. <laughs> it's yes. like, I, literally. So yeah. we did. So, but but my life has completely changed where I, you know, even though I would do internet and you know, TV is everywhere now. What one of my seances, I, you know, it's it's all over the world literally, and we're just as connected. That connected to spirit is yeah. exactly the same as if we were around my dining room table, and yeah. somebody it's 8 p.m. and somebody it's 11 a.m. and somebody it's it's it's.
1: So you're doing seances
0: digitally around the world. That's I am something. doing seances digitally around the world it yeah and spirit comes in name names taking mm-hmm. numbers it's who would have thought really we we're living in the matrix meets brady bunch i've seen, like my, i'm doing one i just did one last week sold out i'm doing one this week for this for the the last tuesday of the month club in the uk he's got this oddities museum and he teaches you should you should lecture there his name is victor so, wynn um I but so. the we, I will. But uh, I keep my the seances because I want everybody to request and see if we could talk to whoever to 25 people, because that's what my 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 particular laptop can hold on Zoom. So I've got mm-hmm. 25 little faces staring at me and it's it's wild who yeah. I just would never have thought in my classes. The same thing like you, you're teaching and there yeah. everybody is. Well,
1: you know, keep your eye out. I After, after we did the um, at WitchCon, the, the Zoom meet and greet was just so much fun. Uh, I was looking at it today. It's like 149 bucks for the year. And you're going to have like 1,000 people on there or something like that for several hours. I, I'm I'm thinking about just paying for it and, and doing that. It was like, you know, we have not New Orleans, is, you know bars and restaurants and as you know that's what we spent most of our time doing in hollywood too and we <laughs> haven't been able to do that it was, it, was, it was almost like that you know everybody was eating whatever they were eating everybody's drinking whatever they were drinking and we were just kind of hanging out so i'm thinking of just paying for that thing and doing some random just hangouts with it and, and everybody of course on my facebook pages they're all witches and magic users except for you know a couple cousins that I have. <laughs> yeah. I, I've been able to create a whole world where what I do is totally normal.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh me too. Me too. And yeah. and, and spread it out. But yes, well speaking of Sebastian again, why he does that with the with the endless night with his balls for a guy who his mm-hmm. career was having big, huge thousand people balls all over the world and yeah. you can't do that. He's taken mm-hmm. them online and he's got room after room. There'd be three dance floors on a mm-hmm. Zoom meeting, I'll be running a séance room. Somebody else, Kaitri, yeah. will be running a ritual room. Somebody else well, will be poetry in the this room. It, right.
1: I, I think it's taught us how to innovate. It's like, yeah. and and I, I always like to I like to give Marta props for this because I was supposed to teach at Christian Days Shop March, uh, r- roughly this time of year, and. I just wanted to do that because I haven't taught in person. I've been teaching on the internet forever, but I haven't taught in person since I closed my brick and mortar in Santa Cruz, like over five years ago. And I just kind of miss seeing people's faces. Not really, I'm not gonna get paid a lot to do it, but I just wanted to do it. And the date was coming up, everything was locking down. Marta's extremely careful, careful because of her condition. She says, you know what? If you go and do that class. You're gonna have to sleep in the car for like a couple weeks before you come back in this house. I'm going, Christian. Please, Christian. Can we come up with some other option? Everybody's shutting down. We're gonna have to shut down anyways. We need to figure something out. He's going, no, no, no. We're not gonna do it. We're not gonna do it. And. Then it turned out two days before I was supposed to teach in his shop, he had to close down because the town closed down, and he had to come up with another idea, and thus was born the Hex Education Network, where you or anybody can go submit classes there, and you teach out there, you know, paychecks come, I have people from like months ago, I get little paychecks here and there from these classes I was teaching, and then that made it so he didn't have to cancel HexFest, it's like, okay. Let's figure out how to not cancel Hexfest when everybody else is canceling DragonCon. Everybody canceling their events. Yeah. Um, Hexfest figured out how to do it, and then that idea is go well, hell. Why don't we just have a festival that's meant to be online and do it every year, and we can have epic names that can't usually travel. That was born in WitchCon. So I, I give. I, I always like to watch. You know how action equals reaction, and how the reactions. Uh, ripple out into the universe. Yeah. Marta gets all the credit just for uh, being a hardcore woman.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just so you didn't have to sleep in the car for two weeks. <laughs> yeah, it
1: worked out for me too. <laughs> That's funny.
0: Yeah, I, I like it too. Again, the creativity, and I think I can't wait to get back out. And when we get back out, I think there's going to even be this crossover thing that yeah. there's going to be live well, and aspects
1: yeah. of the well, virtual. Well, already planning for life. next year. And they're planning on making it bigger. They're planning on doing three days Christmas Day weekend, and uh, I think they did 100 presenters. Now they're shooting for 150.
0: Wow! Are they going to do it all online or both live and which, online?
1: Which Which con is made to be online?
0: Wow. Hex
1: Fest is hopefully going to be in person this year. I'm scheduled for that too. Uh, oh. I think it will be. You know, people are getting their vaccines. It's August. I think we'll be able to pull it off.
0: Yeah yeah which
1: gone so convenient you know just to have to walk into the other room i I actually i had technical difficulties i did it on my iphone and it it worked fine everything was great (laughs) (laughs) that's all you really need you need an iphone quiet space go do your class and it was uh, an hour and a half i was done
0: (laughs) that's awesome that is awesome yeah it's a new world
1: Mm -hmm. it's it's in it we made us innovate I yeah. mean it's
0: come up with other ways to do things. Because again, that's the what I was seeing. We were asleep at the wheel, which means mm-hmm. again, we weren't being creative. We were just little zombies of sorts. Even those of us who weren't who we were in the creative arts, we were had our practices, we still got too complacent or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So now yeah, we're we doing <laughs> okay. So um Anyway, anything good that you have coming up that any people want to know about? Anything?
1: Well, I got Hexas coming in August. Oh, yeah, what is Hexas? Uh, I don't even know what like, Hexus. is. I've like been <laughs> so the, busy plugging Witchcombe. It's like the
0: first or second, the first half of August. I don't first remember. half of
1: August. I'll, I'll get you that. It's either like um, the 7th or yeah. something else. But that's, you know, here in New Orleans. Um uh, uh, at the bourbon orleans hotel then, it's you'd love it it's very haunted Daddy, like a lot of things you know you've been around new orleans you know you can you can get a haunted place or a not haunted place i think Daddy, you get a price break and on the haunted we'll
0: force her to do a seance
1: in this house okay yeah. i will well, we um our, our, our house is pretty emerald and i'm uh, definitely plenty of spiritual activity but when we had uh when the hurricane came through and knocked off the power and we didn't have all that electromagnetic force it yeah. was yeah, you, you remember Disneyland, uh, the ballroom in the haunted mansion oh my where, god. Where, like, dancing in I the I was <laughs> just about
0: to say that. And we never even talked about it. Oh my god.
1: Exactly They're literally what I having, having a, a oh spiritual ball in our living rooms. Like I just kind of popped out with, all right, I'm gonna go pee
0: now. You guys have fun. Wow. That's funny. Uh, that is yeah we actually it's electricity has so much because remember it's a conduit for spirit for one and then it goes it's mm-hmm. all this stuff that's why they drain your cameras and they drain whether professional equipment yeah, yeah. or not but we actually last night you would have had it had you still lived here in the hood we had a like a five or six hour blackout something happened one of the transformers so about 9 right. p.m it went dark till i don't know, like two two something in the morning and you do realize how much you rely on. It's like, what? I have no internet. Yeah. What? I have no Wi-Fi. It's not like anybody
1: have... has a generator.
0: Over no, there. nothing. <laughs> and it's like, we have to, what? I don't... It... Oh, yeah. Well, I have candles. That's good. But I did yeah. feel the activity kind of change and shift in the house.
1: Well, I candles do have a, just makes more of that happen.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially what I work with candles. I have a question for you because I don't know the answer to this, and I was going to look it up, and then I said, no, I'll just ask you. And it's <laughs> one of the things that you say you are, and maybe as a witch I should know it. You are – what is a palero?
1: A uh, priest in Palomeombe, ah. African traditional religion. Nice. It's uh, got a lot of similarities with uh, Santeria – but uh, not at the same time. <laughs> it comes out of the Congo in Africa. Um, it has a lot of similarities with a lot of the other African religions, but uh, different names. So basically like we have uh, an equivalent to each of the Orishas, but they have different names. Right. Other than that, they all they do the, the same day, things, the, the same, same, same numbers, dates, the same, the same color scheme, the same likes, the same dislikes, uh, but little different. Uh, it's it's tends to be more male dominated uh, of the uh, atRs okay that Interesting. part I don't like about it as much but just something I ended up uh, getting into and it, it just uh sucked me in because of my, uh, in a lifetime in pagan religions this was the most pagan earth connected thing I'd ever seen um, you do it down in the dirt your altars aren't elevated they're down on the floor um, and yeah there's there's blood and mud and all kinds of other things. That, some people don't like
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no I, I get that I, I, I just did not know that term and it is how the, it's so funny how things the through line because I've really tried to study practices and religion even traditional religions and mm-hmm. just the names have been changed to protect the innocent or the guilty my my yeah. grandfather was this big atheist practically evangelical atheist a psychoanalyst philosopher hung out with a very academic isaac asimov set and all these people but i read his books now and he was like oh any any religion or spirituality is a weakness but i read his books now and it's like oh but you say the same thing i do you just use academic words and science words but if you look at the through line of energy it's the same so well, uh
1: you you used to go to the same um the same shop as me right and it doesn't say witchcraft store on the front right no remember what it says no Hermetic supplies is all ah, yes. it says to this day on, on the eye of the cat. And it takes us all the way back to hermetics. And, and from Hermes, we get science, medicine, and magic. They all come from the same source. And um, over my time in magic, I've seen science come forth plenty of times to try and un- or disprove a magical uh, concept. And they always prove it. And my 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 favorite was probably about ten years ago when science proved that uh, inanimate objects, like especially like jewelry, uh, precious metals, jewels, that kind of thing that the person wore or possessed carries their. Uh, memory patterns within the 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 object it's like do you know how many like countless magics and and, and even like like mediumship call for that it's like wait thank you for proving what our ancestors knew thousands of years ago and put it in but last i heard they were trying to develop a machine to extract those memory patterns and decipher them wow pulled that off yet but they're their attempt to disprove every time they attempt to disprove things like there's even uh, there's even scientific data now that um, you are affected by the vibrations of the people around you like uh, how long have people been talking about vibes I don't like the vibe vibe of me so thank you science
0: yeah we've been up. <laughs> We've known that for no, I think science and spirituality is going to end up the, soon enough the same thing with quantum yeah. physics and everything. It's all they're all yeah. kind of blending into one. What we do coming up from the earth way down and they're coming from the scientific way it's all going to be the same. And actually, I think it's all going to go down to numbers. It really is the it's all yeah. numbers. If we look at it, even with the Kabbalistic, it's all numbers. If we go mm-hmm. to art, it's 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 exciting. I love it. I love it. My-
1: <laughs> My view of witchcraft is from a scientific standpoint, science, science and uh, psychology. Um, yep. You know, I, it is not a woo, woo, frou, frou thing for me. It's like, uh, okay, yeah, there's, there's spirits. There they are. It's yeah. as normal as anything else for me, maybe because I've just, you know, been doing this my whole life. It's just like, it's not a, everything's not a big mystical experience. It's just kind of is.
0: It <laughs> just kind of is. I, I agree. It's there, it's okay if you don't believe. I don't believe anybody has to believe anything they don't wanna believe, but it's there, it's still there. You can still get this from this tree and you can get this from this rock and there is a spirit Mm -hmm. in this thing and we create Mm -hmm. spirits all the time uh so anyway boy you're gonna have to come back can you come back because this hour hell yes hi all come right so, hang
1: out with patty oh, yes yeah. I please i ahead. can be
0: in your new orleans backyard <laughs> um from, yes. afar, from anywhere in the world so tell people where they can find you michael
1: well the easiest way is to just google uncle birch let me find all of my stuff but um you know a lot of my 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 work these days is on gumroad.com slash witch school, which is, a, of course, I had to spell W-I-T-C-H-S-K-E-W-L. Uh, I typically have uh, four year-in-a-day courses in witchcraft going at any one time. And then I, I think I have two second levels going. And then I, I even have um, the, uh, the millennial witches. Um, they don't want to take the traditional time of a year in a day to study something. Okay. So they said, they kept saying to me, it's like, well, we like to like binge watch you. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I got a healthy enough ego, but that one was hard to swallow. So you want to yeah. binge watch? Okay, oh, that's weird. but Okay, whatever. Give the people what they want. So I took my old courses from like seven years ago. You know, I have different stuff to teach now, but it's, you know, has the same stuff in it. Um, and I bundled those to where people can just like, buy half a year, and buy the other half a year and then i did another bundle where you just buy the whole year and then buy the second half too sit there binge watch them you can learn a year and a day's worth of witchcraft and you know a couple weeks or a month however much time you're spending on the thing so i've done that too and then i have many standalone courses and my um, magical and spiritual warfare courses are there um uh, and then then of course youtube and all that but just really just google uncle birch you'll find it all and I, I double checked somebody said it said like yeah I Google." I was on somebody else's podcast the other day and I said yeah that that work." we googled it we found the good we found the bad and I said oh you found some bad well let I me mean, look I didn't find the bad I didn't find the bad so, no, it's,
0: it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's a sheer sign of a success that's what I thought <laughs> yeah. first time I, I saw and I've only seen one thing and it was something on like badpsychics.com or something and, and my old self would be like oh gosh but it was like it was basically commenting on my camera angles on Ghost Adventures, and it's like, huh? Well, that doesn't camera make. Camera any... angles. Yeah, Is something like. Fault? Yeah, camera angles. <laughs> like, well, how come this and this? And she said this, like, to camera. It's like, okay. i have number one. I'm I'm experienced in Hollywood. Number two, editing.
1: <laughs> editing. Yeah, uh... Editing, Director.
0: so yeah. I. Yeah. <laughs> Editing, uh, so that was pretty funny. I took it as a sign of success.
1: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I, I'm shocked that you'd ever have a hater.
0: Ah! Nicest
1: witch <laughs> I I know. I, I don't <laughs> call myself a nice witch, but I can be good. I'm good usually because I don't You're have good. to be bad.
0: I'll share my good with you. You are good. So I want to <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Michael Carell, A.K.A uncle birch and please come soon and thank you everybody you
1: want me just let me know i'll be there
0: you got it you got it under your beautiful tree so thank you all for listening to the witching hour you can find us on Podbean, apple and all your usual places so listen tell your friends say hi and find the magic everywhere it's everywhere you do just have to look sometimes thank you so much bye bye patty negri signing off